Today, my brothers and sisters, on this, the sixth Sunday of Luke, we hear a gospel reading from Luke the Evangelist that sounds a bit like a horror story. We hear that Christ enters the village of the Gadarenes, and there there is a man that is, as we are explained by Luke, who is possessed by many demons. And he is someone that is terrorizing the village. He's a boogeyman of sorts. He lives in the tombs. He yells and screams. He is not what they consider a normal person in their society. He brought fear and terror to everyone, not just the children. And yet we will not focus so much on that or even the healing for that matter, where Christ, of course, heals the man, and the man is full of peace and calmness and joy, and he's offering thanksgiving to Christ. But rather, we'll focus on a few other things, the first being that if you notice the beginning of the Gospel reading, and I encourage you to go back and and look at it again, the man the so-called demon-possessed man, the demons within the man who are doing the speaking, recognize Christ. Immediately, the beginning in the beginning, they recognize him. Also, after the man is healed, the end of the reading, he, he wants to go with Christ. And Christ says, no, no, you stay in your village and tell people how much God has done for you. And the next second, Luke says the man stayed in the village and told people how much, who did for him? Christ. So the man recognizes that Christ is God, his opinion at least. So for us, we are called today to focus on recognizing Christ, on seeing him around us, seeing him in each other on seeing the miracles that happened, small or large, in our lives. There is also something else of importance, and that is the rest of the city and the surrounding towns, when they heard that Christ had healed the man and they came and they saw him dressed for the first time and clothed, sitting at Christ's feet peacefully, speaking logically, What did they tell Christ to do? They told him to leave. They said, we're afraid. Because for us, change, and especially miraculous change, divine change, can make us uncomfortable. Sometimes we're used to living a certain way, even if it is not a good way. We are not our best selves, but we are comfortable because it is what we are used to. Today we are reminded to look and to recognize God in our lives, in each other. The last eight or nine months have been very difficult, as you know, for everyone. Some who have struggled with illness, others who have struggled with loneliness, Others who have struggled in both joyous occasions and in difficult occasions to 
cope with being only with a few people and not being able to either celebrate a baptism or a wedding the way they had dreamed, or someone even who is trying to say goodbye to a family member that has fallen asleep and is trying to come to terms with being with only a handful of people rather than with the hundreds and hundreds that would have come to say goodbye. Our churches in the last nine months have not been, have also been in a difficult position. Our churches have been fortunately able to be open and to perform those very beautiful and important sacraments of baptism and wedding. And even though there are fewer people than a few years ago, we can still see the miracle happening before us. We see that the two become one. We see the baby being immersed in the waters and sharing in Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. We see the prayers that people offer up, asking for God to grant eternal rest to a loved one when they fall asleep. We've been able to be by the sides of people, I hope, in a comforting way, and offering to them what they need during this time. And we are grateful to all of you who have offered your support and your help to us, as we are not immune to the emotional difficulties that come with the days that we're living in. Our church over the last nine months has not been able to have any fundraisers, including the church festival, which is our major, the largest fundraiser of the year. Yet we are able to continue because of the love and support that so many of you offer in the form of stewardship and other donations, and we are extremely grateful. The pandemic, amongst other things for our churches, has helped us to understand that we cannot rely on festivals. At this church a few years ago, the stewardship committee started to talk about 100 by 100, meaning that stewardship would try to cover 100% of our day-to-day -day operations, just in case, at that time, we thought, just in case it rains one year at the festival, who would have thought that the pandemic would allow us and force us to move forward much faster than we had anticipated? If you have not become a steward and would like to, please do so. It's, it's very, very important for us that our stewards, the caretakers of our parish, those of you that are here and this is your home, that we rely on one another in order for this place to function. As you know, this church was built in 1886. Generations after generations of Orthodox Christians who purchased it and renovated it and renovated it again recently and over the years have cared for it, have done so with great sacrifice and great love. And we see that it is ever more important for us to have a spiritual home. If you are from another parish and you're visiting today, we encourage you to become a steward of, that, of your home parish. For all the churches need your assistance more than ever. We thank you for being here. We encourage you to let us know if you need help. 
Our church in the last few months has tried to be as helpful as ever to those in need. If you need our help, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. This coming week, in honor of St. Demetrius, the great martyr, we'll have divine liturgy tomorrow, 8.30 Orthros, 9.30 approximately divine liturgy. On Wednesday, 8.30 Orthros and 9.30 divine liturgy for the holy protection of the Mother of God.